Hey class, Prof JC here, and I'm excited for what we're going to talk about today. We're in this series that we're calling Trust, and this week I want to talk about how to maintain trust in difficult times. If you're going to lead on purpose, if you're going to lead with purpose, trust is a big aspect of that, okay? Uh, you can't you can't expect people to move towards the purpose. You can't expect people to trust. You know you can't expect people to follow you towards purpose if there's no trust. But part of moving towards a purpose, part of moving towards a vision, towards a mission, means that you're going to have some difficult times. So today I want to pick up where we left off last week, and I want to talk about this idea of maintaining trust in difficult times. And uh, I'm once again in my Harvard article here, and I don't have a page number here, but I'm just going to start reading here. As vigilant as you may be, wait a minute, before we get in though, I want to offer you something for free, okay? I want to offer you something for free. Um, so I'm working on my dissertation right now. I'm sharing this with all my classes. I'm working on my dissertation right now and I've got ADD. So because I've got ADD, I've got to have something going on in the background, whether it's music or a lot of times a podcast, or I love to listen to leadership podcast pastors. I love to listen to that pastors, rabbis, that kind of stuff. Um, uh, documentaries. I love to to watch business documentaries and kind of work on what I'm working on. But recently here, I've been watching these these episodes, and I don't know how it came. It came up in my YouTube. Um, there's a group out there. Now I grew up in the 80s and 90s, and I grew up back in Indiana. Okay, so that might explain my love for this music. But there's a a band out there that I really enjoy, and maybe you do as well. But their name is Def Leppard. Okay, so if you're younger, you may not know who they are, but if you've been around for a while, you know who Def Leppard is. They were. Um, they were a famous band back in the 80s, back in, in in the 90s, but they are still going strong. I got to see them with a buddy of mine. Uh, we were in Las Vegas. This is about four years ago, and they did the, uh, a residency. They did 16 shows in Las Vegas. All of them were sold out. Phenomenal show. Joe Elliott, the lead singer, was a good voice. Actually had the chance to meet Phil Collin, who's one of the guitarists and vocalists. Got to meet him down in the lobby of Planet Hollywood. Uh, that's the hotel where they're playing. And actually got to meet Rick Allen as well, the the thunder god, right? The uh, the drummer, the one-hour drummer. And here's the coolest thing about those two people I got to meet. And I got a feeling all of them are the same. They were incredible. Uh, you know, they've got all these people around them. They're, you know, they're, you know, but they're just they're just relaxed. Rick Allen was actually walking in the casino, just hanging out. He, he just came through and I happened to be sitting there with the group of people I was talking to. And he just walked up and we all stood up. He said, are you Rick Allen? And he said, yeah. And so we got up. We took and I have pictures of both of these. So I have proof of this. Um, but I was able to meet both of them. They're incredible people. Anyway, somehow, I don't know how. Maybe I was talking about them. Maybe I'm listening. But YouTube came up in my search and it said, watch these videos of Def Leppard videos. They are uh they 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 just did a couple of stadium tours, one with Motley Crue, I think both of them. So they they've got all these videos, like 15, 16 videos that are about 10, 15 minutes long each. And so I just let them play. And it was very cool. And I gotta tell you, I, I probably didn't get as much dissertation and work done as I should have while, while those videos were on, but it was very cool to watch them behind the scenes, kind of how they live. And and I was actually most impressed with how crazy their life is not. OK, and here's one thing. Now, here's the point I'm trying to get to here. Uh, Joe Elliott, who's the lead singer, he he always come on every single video and he say Captain's Log and he'll he'll give you the rundown of what city they're in and what concert they have. And then he'll come back after the concert and talk about how great it was or if it didn't work out or whatever. Anyway, after watching all these videos, the one thing kept coming up a theme in Joe Elliott, and he kept talking about why Def Leppard is still going strong. And he said this, we don't put on great shows. We don't put on horrible shows. We put on um, 
And here's the word he used in his Britain accent, consistent. He kept saying that, consistent. He said, we put on con- con- consistently good shows over time, and they consistently get a little bit better over time. And he said this three different times maybe throughout all the videos I watched, and I just wanted to share that with you. It was a great reminder for me, right? It's not so much about, and I want success for you. I want success for for all of us on this call. And, and here's what I know. It's not so much about being great and doing great things one or two or three different times, being charismatic. All that stuff is good if you can get it. But it's more about finding your lane, staying in that lane, and being consistent over a long period of time. Um, that's where greatness is found at. So uh, if there's a, been a band that's been out there, again, I think Def Leppard's been doing it for almost 47 years, almost 50 years. That's somebody I can listen to. And the reason why they're still going strong and they're still touring, even this summer, they're all over the place, uh, is because they've been consistent. Okay, So that's all I want to say. Now, Now let's get to our article here about trust. As vigilant as you may be about fighting the enemies of trust, that's what we talked about last week, the enemies of trust. Um, As vigilant as you may be about fighting those enemies that pop up in the course of doing business, there will be times when trust inside the organization is stressed to the maximum. You understand this, you know this. Perhaps the organization is undergoing a structural change like a merger or a reorganization or layoff or even all three. Under such circumstances, people's antenna are turned to signals that might provide even a partial answer to the question. What does this mean for me? Memos and emails from senior managers, um, snatches of remembered conversations, phrases overheard in the parking lot, all of these are reread, rehashed, and analyzed word by word. Now, don't be surprised when the things you say, including the most innocuous statements, are assigned deep, sinister meaning. People are also going to hold you accountable for what they think you said, which may not be what you think you said for longer than you might believe. Consider all the organizations that announce that they are not currently planning any layoffs, but ultimately needed to reduce the workforce. When the layoff is announced, employees suspect that it was in the works when the first statement was issued, and they remind senior managers about the promise that they made, quote unquote. From the senior manager's point of view, no promise was made. Technically, it's true, but that truth isn't worth much. If you want to reassure people, don't speculate about the future. Instead, treat employees like grown-ups, and in the case of a layoff, share the performance data or competitive situation that makes reductions necessary, and be extremely cautious about making unequivocal statements such as the following. In case you got to be careful saying these things like this, I have no hidden agenda. You actually might have a hidden agenda, so don't say that, okay? There won't be any more layoffs. You you can't say that. This time we've got it fixed. Maybe you don't. We will be stronger as a result. Maybe you won't be. I have total faith in the senior management team. Don't say that. This is the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Don't say that either. There's probably a lot more hard things you've you've had to do in life, and it doesn't make the, the person sitting across from you, it doesn't make them easier. Pronouncements like these can come back to haunt you, and they probably will. Organizations also risk losing the trust of their people in times of crisis. Whether it's an episode of violence, an accident, or serious product flaw, a corporate crisis can have a profound effect on a company's health. Often the damage occurs not because of the incident itself, but because of how it's handled internally. Company leaders or crisis team members become so distracted by external pressures that they don't address the crisis internally with care and attention. That's dangerous because employees feel unsafe during a crisis. They look for reasons to trust their leaders, but they are quick. Now watch this. 
Your people who are following you, they look for reasons to trust you. They're always looking for that. They're always asking, can I trust this person? But they are quick to find reasons why they can't trust you. Okay. So don't give them any reasons. Okay. So let me skip down here and uh, read a couple more things here. Under extreme stress, normally competent managers may feel fragile, guilty, overwhelmed, and unable to cope. It's it's hard to act like a leader when you're experiencing those emotions, but employees feel just as much stress as you do, and they need watch this. Your employees need calm, visible leadership far more than they normally do. So if you're going through a hard time in your organization, you're going through changes or mergers, acquisitions, layoffs, whatever it might be, you as a leader have to be more calm than you've ever been before. Okay, your presence has to come down. Your your energy has to come down when you walk in a room. People need to sense that leadership projection from you. If you go dark, and I've had I've had people do this before. I've worked for leaders that, that have done this before. They go dark. They stop communicating. If you go dark in the face of crisis, employees worry about how the company will survive, about whether you're up to the task, and about their own capacity to cope. When everyone worries, trust evaporates. The first lesson here is to help your is is to get yourself some help. If you were not directly affected by the crisis, you may need only a quick check in with an objective third party. But if you were directly affected, don't assume that you're thinking clearly. Okay, that's important for you, leader. Your perspective may be off. Acknowledging that fact could save you from painful mistakes and could save employees and, and other stakeholders a lot of pain as well. Now, here's the second lesson. So the first lesson is you got to get some help. Okay, that's important for you. Find a mentor, find someone you can go to and say, hey, I'm trying to lead through change here, but this is really tough. This is really difficult. Do you have any advice as to what I should do? And the second lesson is this, do not withdraw. Let it be known that you're aware of the situation that, that you'll keep everyone posted. As events unfold and as decisions are made, set an update schedule to keep it. Even if the update is that there will be no news until next week. Just as important, be physically and emotionally accessible to the people around you. They want to know that it is okay to have feelings at work about whatever is going on. They'll look to you to set the example. And that means that you have to allow yourself to do some of the things that you may have thought being a leader meant you couldn't do. If you're shaking, for example, say so. We've talked about this before, this idea of, um, well, I guess this is another class that I talked about, this idea of being authentic. In, in your journey, authentic to who you are, okay? Authentic to what you're feeling. If you're feeling shaken, admit it, say it. Hey team, I'm I'm kind of nervous about all this as well, but here's what we got to do, okay? Always bring it back to the vision, the mission. Always bring it back to the purpose, vision, mission. But if you're shaken, if you're worried, if you're a little bit stressed, if you got a little bit of anxiety, that's okay to admit that. As long as you get back up and you have that strong, steady, strong, steady presence, Okay. Uh, so if you're shaken, for example, say so, even as you strive to provide stable ground from which to move the organization forward. If you feel like stopping work for a few hours or even a day just to talk about what happened in an informal way, do it. That's something I would highly recommend. When your organization is going through a tough time, everybody's feeling it. Everybody knows it. So to stop work, sometimes that's the best thing you can do is just stop and talk about the issue. I uh, So on a personal level, I, I journal a lot. I found that to be a really helpful uh, tool for me personally. I'm ADD. So sometimes just getting out a piece of paper or actually have, a, I've got a journal in my, in my, in my computer. I just open it up. And I just write, I just do a mind dump. That's what I call it. Just a mind dump. And I just dump everything 
you know, in my mind. And here's what I found is, is sometimes if I'm trying to work, especially right now, you know, doing the dissertation work, there's just every day writing, writing, writing. It's hard to do that if my mind is going all over the places and it's disorganized. So I, I find quickly, okay, I'll take 15, 20 minutes, just do a quick mind dump and work out the issues that are in my head. And then I'm able to get back to work. That's the same thing that happens with people. Okay. When, when things are going on and there's anxiety and there's all kinds of thoughts going on with a group of people, the best thing you can do sometimes is say, Hey, let's stop working. Let's bring everybody in for the next hour and a half. We're just going to sit here and process. And it may not change anything about the situation, but it gives people a chance to vent and get their thought. I've done this several times in my leadership career. And I'll tell you, it works every single time. People sometimes just need to be heard. Okay. Let people know that you are taking the time to think through what has happened and that is fine for them to do the same. Okay. So here's what I want to ask you. Okay. In this, again, we're, we're sitting here, we're talking about trust. Okay. So here's what I want to ask you. We listed off a few things that you should not say. Actually, first, I want to go back to this. And here's the first thing I want you to ask. What is the one thing that uh, Joe Elliott said that will lead to long-term success? There's one word there. And what's that word? I want you to write it down for me. Okay. And, and then I want you to get in this idea of trust. And I want you to tell me based on what you heard in the, in the video, don't make this stuff up now, man. I'm, I'm trying to tell you, some of you are starting to, you know, and, and I know what you're doing. Okay. Don't just make up stuff because you don't want to watch the video. You got to, you got to do it. It's, it's part of the class. Okay. Uh, so write down three of the things that we, we talked about. Okay. Three things to not say. And again, that's in the video. So go back and watch that. And then I want you to write down, we talked about two different lessons that you need to do, okay? If you're going to lead people through and we shared them in there. So write down what those two different lessons are. And then just a quick two to three sentence. What about any of this resonates most with you, okay? And what have you found to be helpful for yourself uh, as you're leading people through hard times? And you could even think of yourself as a dad, a mom, a, um, a big brother, big sister, parent, you know, whatever it is, a spouse, um, partner, friend, whatever it is, what have you done to help people get through hard times? Hey, thanks so much for listening. I'll see you in the next episode. Um, take care.